Hi, this is Ray and Swapna. Welcome to the Dreams and Hope podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey where we explore faith, hope, and dreams in the context of the lived experience of being human. How are you, Swapna? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. We get to be in the same room, which is good. Yes. Always good. Always better than uh, online. Yeah. Yeah. Our internet is crap today, so it's good that you're here because <laughs> our internet was, has been really bad lately. We got struck by lightning, actually. Oh my god! So because of that, it affected our signals. So. Oh my god! But it's good to see you. Everything okay. going all right? Everything's good. I'm, uh, I'm in my post Mother's Day glow. I feel. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a good one, and. Uh, you got a really cool. I don't know if did uh, your son write that for Mother's Day, or did he write it just as a project and give it to you on Mother's Day? Because you sent me that picture of, um, of the words that. Um, I'm gonna, I don't remember which son it was. Oops, sorry. I banged my phone. It was a poem and it's a project that fifth graders do in school. And uh, he had a template. And it's a very, it's not a, it's a very famous template to write poems for children. Okay. And it's called I Am From. And uh, I'm going to read maybe a couple of lines from it. I, I really felt touched by some of the things he yeah, said. I really enjoyed it. It was really yeah. nice. So he said, I'm from my favorite movie. I mean, it has like six paragraphs. I'm probably going to just read the last two. Six is too much. But uh, I'm from my favorite movie, Space Jam. I'm from trampoline in my backyard. I'm from Hinduism and Christianity. I'm from watching basketball with my dad. I'm from all my dreams and hopes to make it to the NBA. I'm from basketball summer camps. I'm from my house. And even when I grow up, I'll never forget it. I'm from hard work to always do my best. That is where I'm from. So I I really, I really enjoyed the poem and uh, my sons express love in very, very different ways. Yeah, I bet. My older one is quiet, and uh, and sometimes when I ask him, actually I, I routinely ask him three good things of the day, and his first one is always me, hmm. and how much he loves me, hmm. and I say to him, that's not a good thing uh, for today. <laughs> I mean, Tell me something else. <laughs> is it? Are you actually like uh, like? Uh, cheating here because then you just have to do the two things that were good today <laughs> and uh, he's steadfast in his answer he's always the love i feel for you or some version of oh. i love you uh, uh you be just being you is uh, always his, sweet. his sweetness and so he really didn't uh, he really f- didn't write a poem or didn't do much of uh, things for Mother's Day, which was completely fine, yeah. because he had done the same pro- poem two years ago when he was in fifth grade. Well, and he also shows you some kind of poetry every day, kind of. So I mean, if he if that's if you're on his list every day, he, you're not far from his mind. So that's a that's a great thing in his way. 
possibly. I, I refuse to believe that he is so, <laughs> so much like he's like, you're the best thing that ever happened. And he's quite... Um, Casanova? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe, is that culture? Is that a little bit culture? He's not or? at all. That is not at all cultural. Really interesting, yeah. So huh. he's very quiet. He's no, he's very, but he's extremely demonstrative to uh -huh. close close people. Like I think people outside the family wouldn't realize how loving and sweet yeah. he is because he is shy and keeps to himself and. Right. Uh, and uh, but he's quite loyal, so he's he has connections like in school from kindergarten, and uh, huh. he just loves he loves them. He has a really good friend from kindergarten who I was re telling telling him today. The friend is genius. He's super good in math and had gone for some big math competition and. Um, he was so sweet. He was like, "Oh, that is so so good for him." Like he was, he was. There was no envy. Yeah, he was really proud. There hmm. was just a lot of like, "I'm proud of my friend. I'm so happy for my friend." So it's an interesting, it's a great quality, yeah, thing to see in him. And my younger one is a lot of angst. Like he was upset that my older one was not showing enough love. <laughs> <laughs> It's Mother's Day. It's that one time a year. <laughs> no, so so actually, my my younger one bought shoes for me, oh, running wow. shoes wow. from his own money, wow. and then he was like, uh, uh, "Excuse me, you have not done anything. So at least contribute half in the money. <laughs> then then we can say that we both gave the gift." That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> or at least cook or something in the kitchen. <laughs> no, so he's like, so he was very on his brother for not huh. being enough. And like I, him, like trying to like measure up, you think? I don't know. So I told my older one that he does not have to show me anything, that mm. I got what I need from him. Mm. And my younger one, I think is uh, in this, I think he's still, he's, he's still like, I want to do my best. I should do my best. I think uh. he lives with many, he has the burden of many shoulds, uh. which I, I feel for him. I feel like I have created those burdens in some way because as a mother, I tell uh. him to do more and be more and uh, keep doing the best he can. And I feel sometimes that's not unconditional love. That's a burden for a child because... Uh. They are not enough. They have uh, to be more. I, uh, I, I worry about my younger one carrying that burden. My older one has learned. And I, I, I think with my older one have learned to just enjoy uh -huh. who he is today. Well, and personality is so different. I, I look at my kids, same, same thing, the way they approach Mother's Day or just every day or school education. And they're so different. You know, they're in the same household. Obviously, they're, you know, ethnically different. But they don't know any different culturally. And so it's interesting to grow up in the same home and be so different as far as the way you react and the way you respond and the way you think about it. And, you know, Mike, you know, with Christy on Mother's Day, you know, they're the ones that made her a mother, which that's what she wanted uh, for a long time when we're, as we've been married. But my, uh, my son is more emotional or more, what's the word? Um, like, uh, like physical, um, demonstrative, yeah, affectionate than Lily, but I think Lily feels deeper, and so it's a, 
it's an interesting way the way, the way they express it. But we, I got her, I got Christy this sweatshirt that she, I, I, she's mentioned it a few times driving down Main Street here in Yukon, and she mentioned this sweatshirt, and so I just went over there one day last week or a couple weeks ago and grabbed it, and I had it packed up for my kids to give to her on Mother's Day, and uh, it just says Mama on the front, and I said, you know, it'd be great, it'd be really really great if when you hand her the package. You go, mama, ooh, just act like, you know, the, the queen song. Just sing it. Well, they just, they were both so sing embarrassed it. Can you to sing do it? it. I can't sing the whole song. Oh, no, a little bit it. more. Come on. No, that's the most of it. If it's kind you of a dark ask song. your children <laughs> dark, to. No, but I sang what I wanted them to sing, which was just, <laughs> mama, ooh. I just said, just do that. And she'll think it's funny and whatever. <laughs> so what's funny is they handed it to her and I'm giving them the eyes to do it. They wouldn't, they were just like, we love you, mama, whatever. Well, she opens it and holds it up, and the first words of our, out of her mouth were, Mama, ooh. And I was like, <laughs> guys, I told you. I know her. This would have been funny. You are but... like twins. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, without prompting, I, I knew that her mind would go. Anyway, so, uh, but it's, it's interesting how our kids are so different as far as the way they express. Uh-huh. And even education, the way they approach school is completely different. So different. And, and so you have to figure out, are they doing their best, or? But do you need do everyone? Need to call them. Hold on, hold on. I want to challenge you here. It's in the spirit of self-compassion. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying about the context between the two is that I don't expect them to go through school exactly the same. Yeah. Because they're so different, and so one of my kids, if they get a B, I'm like, oh, amazing. My other kid, if they get a B, I'm like, you probably could have done better. Just because I know them, I know the way they function, the way they work. But either one of them, I'm fine. You know, maybe it just wasn't their test. You know, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. But I think overall, it's like I don't, I don't want them to be better than they are. But I want them to actually step up because it takes hard work to go through school. It's not easy. You know, you don't just coast through. So you know, I did that too. I, I grew up in a. Um, my mom you, is a you are You are going on a tangent. A long ramble. Yes. My mom is a homeschool But home I'm going mom. to... Hold on, hold on. Actually, let's put a pin on okay. self-compassion towards do more and be more and come back to your rambling story because I want to hear it. Well, more than anything is the... I grew up in, a, in an environment which generations carry this DNA, you know, and you can't you think you're going to do something different and then you end up carrying on a lot of the culture, a lot of the generational expectation. And so I grew up two things that stick out to me, um, eating, eating the meal together, the expectation yeah, as a family, but the expectation was you have to finish your plate. So if you don't finish your plate, you don't get dessert. And so there was this culture like, you had to think about it. If I put it on my plate, I've got to finish it. <laughs> and so so if I did too much, oh no, I'm going to have to eat all that. Or if I didn't do it up. So that was one. And then in schooling, you know, we... getting less than an A was failing. Oh. And so that's what I'm saying. Those two things really have driven a lot of my, my life. So I go to college. First thing I do, leave things on my plate and get Ds. My first semester, all Ds. Must have been so liberating. Yes and no. Living your no, yes fullest no. potential <laughs> against my potential. Yes. <laughs> no, but it was it it was liberating, and then it was unsettling. You know what I'm saying? Because it was kind of like I think I could do better. Well, the change was self motivation. 
So my whole goal from first semester to the end was to graduate with a higher GPA than my first semester, obviously a lot higher. And so I went from a 2.0 and I graduated with a 3.0. I'm totally fine with that, but it took a lot of work to get to a 3.0 from a 2.0. So, um, and so anyway, the, all that to say, I want to make sure that my kids are pressured a little bit, but maybe not, maybe you, not, I don't know. I don't you know, know there is always this it. fine line between internal drive and right. external drive. Like, right. do I give a, a, a carrot for, for my child to bring home a, and so right. that I would not do because then I'm just telling him that the goal is outside himself. Mm. The goal, the destination is outside himself. So then I, as a parent, don't want my child to get an A because then he would get to go to a trip. Or mm. so, 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 the, the, so the destination is outside and not in the process of learning. The destination is outside of himself. Right. But how would you come to that? Because I think as parents, okay, hold on, this is our I'm biggest struggle. I know, I keep interrupting You're you. You're interrupting because, me. Because I'm really curious okay, how a parent on, becomes self-aware like that. Slow down. All right. Slow down. Okay. <laughs> because I lose my train of thought when you are giving me too many thoughts. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you're not sorry. I... <laughs> That, that is like fake sorry. Yet. It was. It's like, I'm sorry. I don't mean it, but I'm sorry. Uh, you do mean it. <laughs> the people who are listening are not going to get anything out I'm of sorry, it. I'm sorry, yes. I'm other sorry, than I am the bickering here. I am truly sorry about that. <laughs> you are going to have to edit it out. <laughs> so, so, yes. So, coming back to just having a goal outside yourself mm. and then having a goal inside yourself. Like... Like what? What are you good at? What do you? What draws you in? Like what? What motivates you? Like maybe and what gives you gives you this inner peace and joy? Now in school you have to do things mm. good enough to not fail. Like oh my gosh, watching the watching the rocks in the pond is the only things that give me joy. Will not yes, work. Sitting on the beach. Listening will not work. It will not work in life. So you have <laughs> to do true. many, many, many things. But then to be able to approach those many things with a grace and self-compassion, like, I know this sucks, but I am going to do it because this is towards the bigger goal of just living my life. And that's what I would I would hope as a mother that my children have is is the sense that they are enough. Mm -hmm. They do not need to be more to do more, to be better in life, to to achieve their full potential. I feel that yeah. when a baby comes in and breathes on your hand, they have achieved their potential in that moment. Like, it's just perfect. Like, they could be the astronaut that day, that they could be the president. That's the most pure way of being is being perfect and then the world comes in and right. words come in and fears come in and anxieties and pressures and I need to make sure I get I have a good living so all of those come in but the, the first day that they are born and I remember as a mother holding hmm. both of them it was such a different experience my first one was one of a gratitude like I just was grateful to for that moment of 
mm-hmm. that shifted my entire universe mm-hmm. and the second one was more like this is perfection mm-hmm. this it was just like this. And the third time is even better. So what, <laughs> where, where's the third one, Swapna? <laughs> oh, I think we may need to wait for that. So, so. Um, well, I think potential. You said potential, and I. That is something that I have fought. Okay, as hold far on. As Let my me language. Hold on. So the the one thing I worry about is the world tells us all the time that we are not enough. Yeah, we should do better. We should be thinner. Right. We should be prettier. Right. We should be smarter. Making have a more, career, making, making more money. money. Yeah. Uh, we should have be having the nicer car. We should be having the nicer house. We should. There are so but many shoulds that we are never enough, and so yeah. I worry that my children might listen to the world, yeah. and that pulls them down. Like, yeah. and I'm not strong enough. Mm-hmm. to stand it in between mm. the world and who they're meant to be and even myself i worry i worry mm. about them getting into accidents i worry about them Ooh, having yeah. cancers i worry about right. them dying i worry about them mm. getting a bad illness i worry about them being bullied or humiliated or Oh, and no. those are things you can't uh, do anything about. And that's 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 the a parent's, parents burden. Yeah, that's the parent burden. You're that right. is the parents' burden. We, we are, can't protect them forever from everything. There is no bubble wrapping them. No. So no. this is this is a podcast between Mother's Day and Father's Day. This is our yeah. parent parents day podcast. Yes. <laughs> and we're gonna so, answer all the questions and fix all the problems. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> I think everyone's answer should and is unique to who yeah. they are and well truth- and each person is so different and i think potential so i, I want to say something about potential because i okay, think now potential, i'm going to pause and let you speak no you can interrupt me all you want <laughs> i think potential has become a god to people because potential we all have potential whatever that is it's like a dream it, potential is the dream of who you can be but i don't know if it's a real thing and i know dreams don't always have to be real but i think potential is more Instead of enjoying the valley of flowers, yeah, the valley of flowers, the the life that we get to live, you miss a lot of life and living, pursuing potential. So it becomes a god, like the driving factor. So, like, I I'm grateful that my parents pushed me because it made me. I don't know when the crossover happened, but it made me self motivated. One of my thinking about my own kids is letting them and not making a big deal about certain things, I kind of wonder if they're not going to cross over into self-motivation. You know what I'm they saying? Will. So I'm, but, but I think even self-motivation is weird because I think some people have it, some people don't. And you, do you need, does everyone need to achieve is my question to it you. It really depends on what we're talking about. Do we want them to be productive citizens? Yes. Yes. That's do what you I'm want to like have the, a beautiful family? Yes. Yeah, the standard is... Like, do you, yeah, do you want to show love? Do you want to show belong. respect? Do you want to, yeah, belong? Do you want to not be a narcissist? Yeah, I mean, all those things are things we want to build into our kids. You know what I'm And saying? not kill people. Yes, that's what I'm saying is there are <laughs> measures. The measure is do not kill anyone. So if you else. want to say potential is to be a good citizen, not to kill anyone, to be respectful. <laughs> yes, that, that everyone has that potential. But I think there's this 
out of reach ever extension like you said the nicer house the nicer car the nicer body the nicer family and it makes us nicer love yeah, nicer love things beyond what is even attainable uh and i so but i think so that's a, that's what i'm trying to say is like there's a fine line between drive and reality so the, there is cost to the dreams yeah yeah i like how your son put my dream and hope dreams and hope I and know. Talking about that, it's like really interesting. Towards the end of his his poetry, that he put that in, and I and I thought, I thought it was a little wink, you know, a little wink at what you're involved in, and even it felt like a wink towards me, even though he probably never even thought about me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but it's a little wink to. I understand there's something about a dream and a hope for something. There's a there's a difference between dreaming and hoping. Um, it's almost like dreams can just be as fantastic as you want them to be, and then hope has to have some foundation because just because I hope or just because I dream to be on the top of the Rockies this summer, the truth is I'm not taking any steps to make that happen. So, but if I told you I hope to be there, that means I'm doing something to actually work through it. I think we need them both. I think we need both those things together because without the dream, you don't start it. So I think for my kids, my dream is that they would be productive citizens. Well, the older they get, my ho- it's become a hope. It's become, hmm, I hope we do what's right to make this thing happen. So my dream for my children is that they find who they were meant to be. They find love. They find belonging to a family, to a community, mm-hmm. to a cause, to a meaningful life. And that they have enough wealth, enough health, and enough security to really enjoy. You know, I have a, there is this this way of thinking that your life is an investment. You invest, and then someone, e- or someone else reaps your rewards, right? Yeah. The first generation, as a first generation immigrant to this country, my life has been more of an investment in the legacy of what will come after me. Yeah. Because I do not have my parents legacy in this country i have i carry my grandparents my parents in my heart but there are not physical mm-hmm. structures that they have yeah, left not me steps here physically the physical steps are are like country. like on the <laughs> sand yeah. they have disappeared with time like it's it's That's like so it's like being it's like riding on the sand they have disappeared but but there is something that stays that there there is a legacy of who you are, where you come from, the mm-hmm. DNA of who you are, that stays with you the way you way you laugh, the way you look, mm-hmm. the way you talk, mm-hmm. uh, the accent that you carry. Uh, that's the legacy I carry. And I am hoping that I will have physical legacy for my children and my gar- grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So physical objects that they can touch and hold and and even abstract things like like the podcast is a legacy. I agree with that. When you said that a few months ago, it really struck me because I'm like, wow, my my kids, grandkids, great grandkids can hear my voice. I I can't do that with my grandparents or great grandparents. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I like that as a time capsule. Yeah. So, um, I was going to tell you one. Yeah, I was going to tell you one more thing. Um, 
wait, as you're describing this, my parents moved to Costa Rica when I was nine and they told me when I was a teenager, we are doing the hard thing so that you can have eat, have it easier. And I really appreciate that because that's the physical stepping stone. So my Spanish is better than their Spanish. My mm -hmm. cultural awareness is better than theirs because they did the hard stuff from nothing to international. My dad's from Texas. My mom's from North Dakota. They didn't, I mean, it's you know, internationally speaking, they were very American. So doing that, I'm sitting here with you today because of their legacy and their stepping stones in my life. And they didn't disappear. Like I actually could touch them. So I understand totally what you're saying about your about your sons. Mm. Um, and and because I talked to your dad, your English is way different than your dad's. And your son's English is way different than yours. So it's like that's the, if you want to look at it that way, the stepping stone is that. But I think you guys are doing some hard work that your sons won't have to do. Yeah, and languages is a gift, right? So I speak three and understand four. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's... It's also, it, the way you speak is so, yeah. it carries who you are. Yeah. But I wanted to end on a positive affirmation about unlimited love. Okay. Which is also, we'll put a picture of a, of a positive affirmation card. Maybe I'll let you read the first paragraph and I'll, okay. I'll read the last. Okay. Pour out your heart. Never outguess yourself when it comes to showing love. That means to yourself, too. Imagine the great things that happen when we give without measure, love without boundaries, respond with compassion. We, we have, have time. time. Love slips into the smallest spaces and leaves the biggest impact. Even when it's just kind word or a gentle touch. We are called on to take a loving path and pour out love when we can. We just have to be willing and be aware. Bring love and peace into your heart today and imagine the wonderful power that comes when one shares a heart with another. Thank you so much for listening. I hope all of you have a great rest of the day.